Assalamualaikum ji. Welcome back to another episode of Kaka Kazi. My guest today was Isma Khan, behavioral analyst, yep. entrepreneur, and business owner. Uh, we, we get to speaking about autism and how it affects uh, children, what the implications are for the parents, how to educate them, and how to manage it. Enjoy. Three, two. One, Isma Khan. How are you doing, Isma? Very well. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, we were speaking about how you hosted a show on Dawn for two two months. How was that? <laughs> Good question. Yeah. So, I'll tell you kind of how it happened. Right. Um, so, one day I was invited as a guest on Chai Toaster Host, okay. uh, which is a Dawn morning show with Dino and Iman and um, they, they they brought me on the show to kind of raise awareness about autism which is the kind of the kids I work with and uh, so I go on the show and they're life callers and what happened was they re- ended up receiving a lot of life calls so once the show ended uh, the the CEO of, of uh, came down and he said you know and, and, and I don't know him and he came down and he said there was so many callers and I actually I want you to do a show hmm. and I said what do you mean hmm. and he said well there's so much demand and I think I'd love for you to have a segment on our channel and I said okay Urdu English <laughs> that was my first question yeah. and he said um, well it's predominantly going to be in Urdu and I said well considering I've moved back after over 15 years I'm not too confident with Urdu so if if I could kind of co-host it with one of your hosts I'd um, I'll be happy to. So then essentially what happened was and Dino and I hosted it together. And it was every Thursday morning um, for one hour. I think it was uh, 9 to 10. And uh, it, was, it was very cool being behind, the, being behind the screen and learning about how shooting, like <laughs> shoots happen <laughs> and uh, camera and where to look. And it was actually a very entertaining experience because we'd all have earpieces sure. as, as hosts. And... Um, Sometimes in the background, the the media, the the guys with ca- the cameraman and stuff might crack a joke or something, <laughs> and you have to keep this really serious <laughs> face sure. with your guests. Sure. But yeah, it was great. I had a lot of um, I got parents, I got a client to come on, I got other professionals in the field, and we discussed various topics. So I came up with all the content, I arranged all the guests, and I, and I'm hoping it, it it raised more awareness in Pakistan. That was essentially the goal. Mm-hmm. So it was a very cool experience. But do you figure? that the response was good just by the numbers and stuff like well i i mean in terms of uh, i never got i never actually found out what the figures were in mm-hmm. terms of the viewers etc uh, but what i found was there were a lot of live callers and there were a lot of people who uh, were watching the videos and putting comments on youtube and i have a facebook page as well uh, whereby s- the videos were put up and people will be commenting there so there was definitely a reach mm-hmm. uh, to what extent i'm not sure mm-hmm. but i i definitely do think that people did tune in to to watch and you know what I believe that even if it's just a couple of people who've learned or who've called in and realized oh actually my child might be autistic mm-hmm. for me I've, I've, I've achieved that's more than enough yeah. because yeah. it's just it's a raindrop effect right one person two three four and essentially then the word spreads absolutely like that um, so behavioral therapist yeah so right. uh, to be a bit more technical it's board certified behavior analyst so behavior analyst okay behavior analyst yeah and 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 you specialize in uh learning or so development impaired children well uh, i specifically focus on children with autism okay uh, and uske lava i also work with children with developmental delay speech delay global right. developmental delay some kids who are just have some certain behavioral issues. I've also done workshops and talks with families of Down syndrome children. Right. But autism is the main focus. 
Okay. Um, how, when you, when you begin to explain to people, because I was, I did remark uh, before we started recording that if, 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 say, Khuda na khasta, if your child has um, autism or whatever else, Khuda ka hai. You right, know, like, right. I've been cursed by God. Yeah. I wasn't, yeah. I, he wasn't happy with me, or something like that, right? Right, So right. So how do you then, A, approach just the education of that case? Right. It's, it's just an illness, mm-hmm. like, like, like a flu is an illness, right? Mm-hmm. So you just manage it. Right. So the first thing I always tell families, because yes, a lot of um, what often happens, particularly in our culture, could be kisine but I always explain, I say that it's nothing to do with that. Uh, actually, in reality, autism itself is a neurodevelopmental disorder and it's it's caused by, uh, it's they, there's a lot of research that's happening about the causes which are still unknown, but they've definitely detected that it's related to genetics and the biology and, and the neurons in the brain. And I always explain to them, I said, it's nothing to do with that. Your child is is born this way and it's due to the, the biology of how their, their system works. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And then they think that, oh, there's no, nothing, there's no cure. They're just, they're, you know, in our, in our country, they say, pagal hai, you know. Mm. Uh, and then I say, not at all. You know, they're actually extremely intelligent just because they may not be able to communicate doesn't mean that they can't learn. They, mm-hmm. They're very intelligent. It's about how you explain and and show the world to them in a way that makes sense to them. So mm. people are fairly receptive because in the end, when they come and they, they talk to me, it's because they want help, right? Mm-hmm. So there's obviously some form of inclination for wanting to fix their or work with their child. Sure. But yeah. but I would say, honestly speaking, I don't hear too often huh. this about the fact that um, it's a punishment. And that's a beautiful thing, right? That yeah. means people like you are definitely having an impact because, you know, whatever so. you're working, whatever you're doing is working to some degree ke, because the last time I heard this was six years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so, how do you then, because so some of these uh, kids, these are children, some of these children can't talk. They right. Can't, uh, so, how do you go about teaching them to speak, essentially? Okay. So, um, so to kind of put it in a bit of a nutshell, so often when kids come to me, they... First of all, let me actually just kind of clarify what autism is, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and autism is def- it's a neurodevelopmental disorder, and it is characterized by symptoms um, for which they're broken down to two categories. One of them is lack of social and communication issues, so speaking, developing relationships, communicating, expressing themselves. And one is that they have they may have sensory behaviors. So uh, we have five senses, sight, sight, touch, taste, smell, and hearing. And sometimes what happens with these kids is that it might be particularly heightened or less heightened. So, for example, I've got kids who, I mean, there's some drilling going on in the next office and they close their ears and it puts them into a panic. They can't handle it. Or, for example, if they hear the hoover, then they, because they're too sensitive Mm -hmm. in their ears. And then some kids are visually sensory motivated so they'll watch fans move and they look from the corner of their eyes so they have various sensory needs as well so that's essentially what autism is in a nutshell and so let's say I have a kid who comes to me and, and it, by the way autism is a lifelong condition this is something I wanted to also say it's, it's not that something that you can cure there's no cure no, there's, there's no only cure. intervention yeah. and there's a way to work forward mm-hmm. so if let's say a kid comes and they uh, can't speak I'd first see can this child 
make random vocalizations. So again, they do ah, ooh, ee, ba, ba. What are the random sounds they take out on their own? Then I'll see whether if I said ooh, will they copy me? Mm -hmm. If they copy me, that means that I can get their speech in my control, which means all children learn through imitation. So if I said, say ooh, they'll say ooh. Then if I said baba, they'll say baba. Then if I said push, then they'll say push. So it means they can imitate me. But if they don't have that imitation repertoire, then I'd... And there are very few sounds. I often start with sign language. Sure. So sign language is when um, you, you kind of use your fingers uh, to, to, to ask for things. So they'd kind of sign puzzle for puzzle or water for water or chip for chip. And what happens is that in there's an entire teaching process that goes on. But when you're constantly repeating the word and you're signing it and they're associating this with chip, with getting a chip, then some, that's where the vocalizations sort of start to develop. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of bring their speech in your control and then you kind of move on to speech. But it's not guaranteed that all kids will speak, but that's the technique we use. And Alhamdulillah, I would say over 95% of the kids who've come to me mute are not talking. So. Yeah, And, and I, I suppose the goal is more than... Um, for them to speak, the goal is for them to communicate. Right. However they can, just sure. to relay their their feelings and their thoughts. So two years now you've been here. Yeah. What was the impetus to start this? So you said you've, you've been abroad most of right, your life. Right, right. Get this education. Right, yeah. Well, so um, so basically the, the reason actually behind this is because of a um, family member um, in my, in my so my uncle's, my uncle's child is um, severely autistic actually and I've grown up seeing him and seeing how he struggles to communicate and he basically was very interesting because when he was born he and when he was about one or two he'd say words like water or under or things like that and then his speech just went and over time we and then he started walking on his tiptoes and flapping his hands and um, and he lost his speech. Wow. And I saw what his parents went through and how difficult it was and how, what few resources were available here. And this is talking maybe 17, 18 years ago. And I used to spend time with him. And I've always loved children. Mm. And I'd sit and I'd play with him. And I finally responded to me. And then I didn't think too much of it. I went to university. I studied psychology. And then I stumbled across a job in London um, whereby actually very cute story but this was something that really impacted me when I worked in this little school for children with autism we did ABA behavior therapy which is what we do and I had a kid and he didn't understand the concept that when he wants your attention he has to say your name so what he used to so what he did one day was when I was in the playground with another child and um, he wanted my attention so and I didn't know and I hear someone from the back saying hi hi and I look and I'm like oh it's you and he basically mimicked my tone and the way I say hi to him every single morning he came to school mm. and that's what his understanding was and then I worked in London and then I came back to Pakistan and I used to see how things are done here and I realized there's so much need so then I pursued it and I came back and here I am yeah. uh, two and a half years later worked out of the house opened a center and Alhamdulillah so this is your you said this also your second year inshallah going to be your second year in the center going to be the second year in the center and I've been in Karachi for almost three years okay. now right. yeah um, are there requests because this is such a specialization right uh, and I, I would assume there aren't many people like yourself who specialize in autism like you do uh, so you're in Karachi say someone from Hyderabad 
yeah. someone from Lahore. Do do people get in touch? Absolutely, absolutely. Wow. So, I mean, when I moved back to Pakistan and uh, with the qualification I have, which is BCBA Board Certified Behavior Analyst, uh there was no other pakistani in based in pakistan there are pakistanis abroad who visit and mm-hmm. but there was no one based in pakistan at that point in time so then the demand from all over pakistan has very much been there and mm-hmm. i in fact went to pindi and i conducted a 40 hour training there as well so as far as pakistan as a whole is concerned absolutely people from all over the in fact all over the world a lot of families who felt there was no service here have gone abroad but now they know that we're here so they want to come back Wow. and they only went abroad for their kid but now they know their services locally so they want to come back and that's a beautiful thing right that's a beautiful that's yeah, that's it's wonderful um so speech therapy play play therapy well in in behavior therapy we a lot of our teaching is done through play okay all right uh, i won't say it's called play play therapy per se but yes it's called in a way it is play therapy because we what is play play is when a child plays with toys and mm-hmm. explores their natural environment mm-hmm. and so through that natural environment we teach them how to communicate and ask for things because the basic human necess- necessity is asking for what we want mm-hmm. and so through play essentially we teach them to ask for whether it's ball or chip or chocolate or water or whatever mm-hmm. so there is definitely an overlap but all therapies speech therapy occupational therapy they're all different and mm-hmm. they all cover different mm-hmm. parts behavior therapy mm-hmm. yeah so so what 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 we what we're saying is um i i i've read this somewhere that there are nine dimensions of intelligence right right so there's there's tactile awareness there's uh, calisthenic awareness there's obviously the ones that we know uh, which is uh, IQ which is intelligence quotient yeah. uh, and then there's the EQ which is uh, emotional quotient um essentially then what what you've explained to me now is ki a child with autism maybe maybe isn't smart in the classical sense sure where sure. he won't be able to write an essay fine right, right. but because there's nine dimensions he might actually be um he might actually score off the charts on some of the other dimensions right 100% in yeah. fact um so some kids uh, on the spectrum because autism is a spectrum yeah, it can sure. be anywhere from high functioning to low functioning to mm-hmm. the moderate they're called savants okay. and they're basically highly intelligent right. the, like for example they say einstein was a savant autistic wow. he was incredible at maths um So basically there are there are definitely children who are incredible at art or incredible at numbers and you have to just find that ability. I mean I've got some kids who are very flexible so I told the mom I said you should take them to gymnastics and explore what their ability is. I once came across this little child in London and when I told him uh, my date of birth mm-hmm. uh he would tell you what day that was in the year just wow. randomly. Like if you said whenever your birthday is yeah. he'll say you were born on a Thursday. And he was he was right. That's that's awesome. <laughs> so they have this they have incredible abilities whether it's art, drawing, anything. So yes, it may not be the generic writing an essay or whatever it may be or doing incredible math calculations, but they have their own mm-hmm. abilities. Yeah. Like that and, and but but I I think then the goal jaise aapne abhi bola with with gymnastics and stuff, the goal would be ki aap unke walden ko you you tell their parents or you tell whoever who are the guardians you you tell them to uh foster their learning and direct it towards uh, their their skills you know what i mean 
It <laughs> might be mine. It was probably yours. <laughs> I'm very sorry. It's all right. It's I all right. I didn't think I switched off. It's okay. Phone. It's okay. Yeah, it's no problem. I just, I, we're just all so confused. No, no, no. We keep looking at each other. No, it's fine. Um, um, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so how would you then go about, because it's basically putting a positive, it's, it's basically shifting a paradigm, right? Right. Where the parents are going to understand this as an illness. And you're essentially telling them, huh, TK, you could you could understand that as an illness. Or you could think that they just have uh, a different set of abilities. Absolutely. Right? I'd say they're different. Yeah. 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 So, so, so how, how would you then go about, because it is still, it's quite an impairment. Autism is quite an impairment. And, and it's going to be challenging for the parents, for the guardians, for everyone else. Sure, right? sure. And, and, and the kid is not going to... Uh, have a normal life, mm-hmm. right? Whatever normal is. Fine, right? yeah. But so, so how how do you then uh, go about shifting the paradigm for uh, for the parents? Because I, from what I understand, your job has as much to do with the kid, uh, as much to do with the parents as it does with the kids, right? So right. how 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 do you how how would you go about doing that? I mean, in terms of so to, to clarify, would you basically how? to help parents understand that their child is is actually different and not yes. so i mean essentially what i what i what i often tell parents is that look all children are different typical children non typical children all human beings will present a challenge whether your child is typical and goes to school but lacks focus whether they're very naughty in school whether they're easily distracted whatever it may be all children present issues and i say okay well for your child they they present issues in the sense they lack communication and they have sensory issues and that's okay too you just have to find and i work with them to help them find a way around it such that we make the child comfortable and we allow the child to to feel that they are understood i think one of the biggest problems is parents are so they're so like proper and particular about the fact that their child shouldn't look different Mm -hmm. because oh they flap their hands in public or oh they scream out of the blue or um, or they walk on their tiptoes and there's this image consciousness situation going on which is honestly quite sad because I feel like the more parents who feel this way who then hide their children um, the less aware our society is so then I explained to them that number one you need to it's not about you it's about them because mm-hmm. you know how the world works. They know how the world works in their own way. Mm-hmm. So you need to go into their world and understand what they underst- how they understand the world and then teach them accordingly. Mm-hmm. And so parents do then understand. And what eventually happens is when the child feels understood by their parents, they automatically calm down. They become less aggressive, less frustrated. And then, therefore, the parents respond more positively. But honestly, I think a lot of it is to do with mental blocks. Sure. So they think, but you school to And mm-hmm. I'm like, but... आपका बच्चा एक कुर्सी में 15 मिनट या 20 मिनट के ऊपर बैठ ही नहीं सकता उनको इंस्ट्रक्शंस फॉलो करना दे डोंट अंडरस्टैंड सो टू गो टू स्कूल दे नीड टू हैव सर्टेन प्रीरिक्विजिट्स बट बिकॉज़ पेरेंट्स वांट टू बिलीव दैट ओ माय माय चाइल्ड इज इज ओके आई सेंड देम टू स्कूल बट रियली इज इट बेनिफिटिंग देम यू वांट टू यू नो कंसीडर दैट अगेन श्योर ऑफ कोर्स या सो दैट्स अनदर दैट्स अ डिफरेंट फॉर्म ऑफ चैलेंज एंड इट्स आल्सो समथिंग which i understand but it's it's all about trying to educate parents cuz they're the key people in yeah, the yeah sure but, but so so have you been frustrated ha, has there been a point where mm-hmm. cuz tk yes you you're educated and yes this is your specialization but 
uh, we're known <laughs> in Pakistan. We're known to be quite deep, right? We're known <laughs> to be know it all and stuff, uh, know it alls and stuff. So, has there ever been a point where you've thrown your hands up and been li- been like, "Yeah, मतलब this person simply won't listen." You know, honestly, uh, it's it's funny. I've I've uh, had a it's it's a very I've touched with Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. had amazing clients. Uh, there have been a couple of challenges here and there, which is absolutely fine. I think that comes in 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 every job and every career. Uh, but I would say overall, when I explain this to the parents, they understand. But yes, definitely, there are times where it is frustrating, uh, whereby uh, because then there comes scheduling issues as well, whereby they want their child to come at a specific time post school. But then at that time the slots are full, and then I'm like, but why are they even going to school? They could benefit so much more if they came here in the morning, and and we give one-on-one therapy. So we wow. work purely on their skill set and nothing. There's no other kid. It's just therapist and child mm-hmm. in our team. Uh, so, so yes, at times it can be a little bit frustrating. But there's never been a point that I'm like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna give up. I try my best to explain it to them, um, and. And then I guess what ends up happening is we find a compromise somehow. So if I can accommodate, great. And if I can't, then unfortunately, uh, we may we may just reduce the amount of sessions we conduct mm-hmm. with that client. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's been okay. Allah khair kare. And and you've mentioned this twice now, so I, I suppose I will just ask. Uh, they, you said they they walk on their tippy toes. Is there? Do you know if there's a reason? Some of them do. Not all. Some uh-huh. of them do. The reason is because what happens is that they get comf- The way their foot and their muscles are developed, some kids may find that comfortable. Wow. The sense and the sensation of putting their foot flat on the floor is not comfortable for them. Mm. They don't like that contact. So then they walk on their tiptoes. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Like for example, the individual in my family who has it, he walks on his tiptoes. And if we say put your feet down, he'd put it down, and then we'll say walk, and he'd walk two, three steps. But then he's like, it's so uncomfortable. He puts his foot back up mm-hmm. because what happens is that the muscles then develop in the way to walk on tiptoes. Sure. And it's more to do with the way the muscles are developed and a sensory issue, mm-hmm. the contact of the foot with the ground. So it also right. could be a sensory issue, All and right. that's sometimes why they All do right. that. So, so, so when you obviously conduct aapki apni therapy jo hoti hai with the kids that's also um, holistic in a sense right so you're obviously working on um, psychosocial psychosomatic you're thinking about the body you're thinking about it's all of those things well right? i mean see so when we're talking about behavior therapy uh, and this is something obviously very important is that a lot of people come to me saying oh mera bachcha rota hai my child cries my child hits my child doesn't do their work what do i do and they think that's all that behavior therapy does but actually in reality behavior therapy aba therapy applied behavior analysis which is the therapy we use encompasses all human behavior okay. so eating feeding communicating hand washing toilet training hitting biting everything comes under behavior now when it comes to for example some of these kids have a lot of these kids have eating issues uh, they don't like certain textures in their mouth and mm-hmm. therefore they have they only like to eat a specific thing like maybe pish pash soft things and nothing else so that's where the speech therapist will come in and work on the muscle movements we won't cover it so much in terms of behavior we would try and maybe desensitize them so i might say and in fact i just did this with a client whereby this child only eats cerlac nothing else mm-hmm. so then i said to the client mash um mash let's say a ve- uh, a vegetable that's a similar color into it it mm-hmm. was cauliflower mm-hmm. so she blended it all together and the child ate it mm-hmm. so that's 
getting him the the child got the vitamins but also you kind of blend it in and then you slowly reduce you take it from being too uh, mushy to slightly hard and slightly hard and you got to get them used to that texture so we do work on aspects of what you said we work on socialization we work on communication the most important thing is when these kids come they often can't communicate which is where the behavioral issues comes in because they're frustrated mm-hmm. so then we work a lot of our work is actually on communication um the physical aspect of whether they have sensory needs auditory or in their muscles they some of them have weak fine motor skills and stuff that's covered more from occupational therapists okay. so i think the generally a multidisciplinary approach is best for such children but not all children need all therapies some okay. just need aba some need aba in speech some just need aba in ot so it kind of varies all right um does it take a toll on you because you see these are kids right yeah. and and um me personally i just don't have the stomach for it if i if you if you show me a baby if you show me a kid immediately i'll start crying i'll start tearing up mera bahut matlab ek alag hi masla hai to what is that about why does that happen i don't i don't i don't know i just like you know i i see a kid like in in a, in a movie or wherever you show me a kid and something bad there's indication that something bad indications that something bad might happen i just start losing it because yeah you know kids are our future they're the reason yeah. why we're all here right so so i suppose uh the question i'm asking you is is like does it take a toll on you like because these kids are misunderstood and and uh, the moashra isn't the best place for people with special needs it's just not right Yeah, you know, actually so when I started and I and I worked in in London in a school and a lot of these some of these kids can be self-injurious so biting off their hands, banging their heads, banging their heads on the ground wall. And when I first saw this little girl just lose control or, and she just like bite and just completely lose control and be so frustrated, I actually started crying mm. because I was like like she she wants to say something and she can't just for the fact that i can say or if i said i want water mm-hmm. we're so lucky alhamdulillah alhamdulillah and so it upset me a lot mm-hmm. and but then over time as you kind of start to work with them you realize um that if you teach them the appropriate way of communicating all that goes down so and, and i'm never exhausted or it's never tiring i think i think when you love what you do it just it's just alhamdulillah it seems manageable and when you see the results it's so worth it like yeah. it's rewarding for you that you just keep going yeah well, and 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 the frustration uh, for the child is o- almost always uh, the lack of a lack of the ability of the ability to communicate is that is that what it is more often usually, than not usually yes yeah. usually so so imagine imagine you go to a foreign country and they don't speak english wow and you try yeah. and communicate yeah How would you do that? No, I, I I don't know. I would use sign language or I don't know. Right, yeah. right, exactly. But let's say you don't even know what to do with your hands. Then what? You could mm-hmm. be like, I just want water. Mm-hmm. Exactly. How do you tell them? Exactly, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that is what happens. Mm-hmm. So it's very often related to the fact that they cannot communicate. Yes, mm-hmm. and maybe they're feeling pain, or maybe they're trying to tell you something. They're thirsty. They're sleepy. Uh, whatever it may be. So usually. the frustration and the behavioral issues stem from lack of communication the moment communication modes are introduced behavior goes down it's correlated yeah 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 that's that's wonderful and and, and um do you ever consider 
uh, prescribing medication or anything like that? Well, good question. Yeah. So many children with autism have other issues. So it's called comorbidities, which uh -huh. means there's two or more uh -huh. uh, diagnoses happening. So some, many of the kids with autism have ADHD, which is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, which are kids who are either hyperactive or lack attention, focus. Some have epilepsy with mm -hmm. autism. Mm -hmm. Some have anxiety. So what often happens is that children who have ADHD and autism and they have severe ADHD as well, which means they're very hyper and they cannot focus. For them, medicines are prescribed sometimes. I don't prescribe medications, nor do I do diagnosis. Mm -hmm. uh, that is the role of a psychiatrist generally. Sorry. Psychologists or psychiatrists, they diagnose and psychiatrist prescribes medicines mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And there's a medicine called Ritalin. Mm -hmm which is used for children with ADHD to help them focus. I'm not a big medicine fan, to yeah, be honest yeah, with you. Yeah. I believe it, it should only be used if it's really necessary. And if, because first you want to see why is the child not focusing. Maybe you're forcing them to do things they just really don't want to do. If they're focusing on something that they love, mm -hmm. the focus is there, mm -hmm. really. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. is it that... Is it that they're just like they're just unable to control their hyperness or what is it? Mm -hmm. And therefore, I always say try and try and see what all you can do, exhaust all avenues... To make sure you know they can focus, and if they really, really can't, then perhaps you could consider medication. Well, yeah, don't don't look look for a quick fix. मतलब, yeah. shortcut दे दो, गोली दे दो, फिर ठीक हो जाएगा. ठीक नहीं होगा कुछ भी ऐसे. Um, what then? Now th this is this mm -hmm. is purely personal, but what yeah. then do you make of the colloquialism surrounding mental health, right? So. Um, जैसे जैसे जाहिर अवेयरनेस बढ़ती है द मोर द मोर कॉग्नेसेंट और द मोर लिटरेट यू बिकम अबाउट थिंग्स लाइक ए डी एच डी अटेंशन डेफिसिट डिसऑर्डर और ओ सी डी द मोर पीपल बिगिन टू सेल्फ डायग्नोस एंड द मोर दिल यूज इट कोलोकलीज इट लाइक हाई आर माई ओ सी डी इज गोइंग क्रेज डोंट पुट दैट बॉटल ओवर देर लाइक यू नोट आई मीन सो वट यू मेक अफ ऑल दैट एंड हाउ डू यू हाउ डू यू मे बी एजुकेट पीपल इन टू नॉट बिकॉज अगर मैं ऐसा करता रहूंगा इवेंचुअली आई ट्रिवलाइज समथिंग दैट शुडन्ट बी ट्रिवलाइज so obviously having done psychology as well so I've studied all of these different and I think it's very easy to self-diagnose sure uh, in fact that in itself is a disorder sure alright <laughs> really what's the disorder it's, I don't know I forgot the name but mm -hmm. it's actually uh, wow. it's called something whereby you just you just always think that that's what you have that's I guess, crazy I guess yeah. it's it's kind of related to even being a hypochondriac whereby you keep believing that you're ill when and then you actually get ill. I mean, it's a bit different, but yeah, it's. I think it's an actual disorder right, whereby you keep diagnosing yeah. yourself. Yeah. But how would I? How would I tackle that? I would say that um, you you want to consider it a problem mm -hmm. if it really interferes with your day to day functioning. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I mean, I'm not a big fan of when I see a painting that's tilted. Yeah, I don't like it. Sure. Right. Okay. But. I mean, that's not OCD, really, because I can handle it. I can handle it. Yes, it's bothering me. Yes, I want to change the angle, but I can deal with it. But some people just can't. Let's say if they're actually, um, if they have OCD or even, for example, something like ADHD. People sometimes think that they have ADHD and because they get easily distracted, when in reality, it's probably because they would not be bothered. So I would definitely say 
it's a, you can you try to you i mean if it's really interfering with your day-to-day -day functioning then perhaps you want to get it checked out mm -hmm. otherwise if it's not then it's not really such an issue it's not such a big deal and can i be honest with you i personally believe everybody in life has multiple components of different mental health disorders everyone sure, yeah. has had moments of depression sure. everyone has had moments of anxiety uh, that that is the way life is when it becomes a problem and an actual diagnosis is when it really interferes with your life so I, I, I suppose then what what you would say is um, here's a metric right. of, of how how much something should affect you mm -hmm. right before you consider it a disorder right Absolutely. like you said OCD if this painting was um, if it was not straight right does it does it elicit a, a, a visceral, a physical response from me? Sure. Right? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Because this same thing with depression, right? Yes, I had depression. But, you know, you're maybe trivializing that word because depression is an actual thing. And it's, right, it's, right. it's really problematic for people. Absolutely. Um, and maybe trivializing it like that is, isn't the way to go. Where do you, where do you go from here? Alhamdulillah brilliant response so far mm -hmm. right um two years of, of of brilliant work alhamdulillah where like obviously a thousand times more is needed right sure where do you um where do you see yourself going after this like like so obviously doing the good work that you're doing here yeah what else um are you working on presently so I think for now, what I'm really focusing predominantly on, I mean, as far as career is concerned, then there's obviously hobbies on the side. But as far as career is concerned, I'm focusing on expanding my current team. So I have a center, it's called iCare.kre, and we've got a team of therapists. And so moving forward, where do I see myself? I see myself expanding in different parts of Pakistan sure. and having setups in different parts of the country. Mm -hmm and working with various children and children from different backgrounds sure. um, having having a welfare system whereby uh, children are sponsored for parents who cannot afford it so I think moving forward I the goal is to be able to work with more and more and more and more children I think that is essentially and and currently I see myself being based here the opportunity to go abroad is there but I think when you're one of thousands versus one of five or three the impact you can have is huge. Yeah. And so yeah. therefore I would I see myself being here and making as much of a difference to as many families and kids as I can in Pakistan. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you, huh. The the impact you could have here would be astronom astronomical. Um any digital stuff, any online stuff? Like because there's people who right, yeah. clearly can't afford it. They yeah. just can't, right? So actually, uh, when I when I came here and I started working with kids, I realized that there are a lot of queries I get from people who are in different parts of Pakistan or if very far areas and they cannot visit me and they wouldn't have access to me or there could be financial issues. So what I decided to do was I started a Facebook page uh, by Isma Khan-PCBA and I started uploading different techniques that I use, mm -hmm. um, whether it's imitation skills, short, short videos, mm -hmm. capture the attention, teach a skill, and you know, you kind of, you, the educational videos. And uh, the response was phenomenal. And so I used that then as a platform of just 
and I'm constantly every day putting different different videos of different techniques and I and I have parents who are like we've learned so much through your videos and I've never met them in my life mm. and they're like actually our kid has become is talking now or our kid is communicating now and then I started an Instagram page uh, so that is also got a following but wow does social media have an impact oh, yeah, it is insane I, yeah. I realized what an impact it really has yeah. so that's that's really the honor. And I'm looking. I'm actually looking to launch a website very soon as well. Inshallah, inshallah, so yeah. that is also in the pipeline. Uh, absolutely. Um. Uh, so, I suppose this is a a good a good uh, a place to end the podcast. You said some some children um, might not benefit from uh, traditional schooling at all. Sure. Absolutely. So, unke liye do you have like? Um, do you have uh, conventions in place at your center? You, they just parents bring them into and. Okay, so as ideally, uh, when when ABA is conducted, which is the therapy we do, they say for the best results you should have like forty hours a week, but it becomes financially very draining. It's, it's not the most reasonable form of therapy either. So, then parents send their child for one hour or two hours a day, um, and so it's not a school. It's basically like a center or a clinic, you could say. And what we do is we work on all the prerequisite skills a child would need at school if they're at that level. Sure. They're more advanced, so they're less severe clients or uh, we work on functional life skills and we train parents training parents is very much part of the sure, part of, of course, the yeah, part yeah. of the therapy and then parents then implement it at home so that is kind of what we do we we run the sessions we work on goals that are important for the child whether it's buttoning whether it's requesting for things we train the parents and then essentially the parents and implemented at home because see in a day they're 24 hours so if they come to me one or two hours a day there's, there's not enough time. Uh, I mean, time flies, so then the parents need to utilize the time at home. Sure. So, yes, I definitely believe that not all kids should go to school because to go in a classroom setting, uh, they need to be able to have so many prerequisite skills, and if they don't have it, they're not going to benefit. So better to focus on their skill set and develop, help them develop their skills based on what they're able to do. Sure, and, and also um, there's always the fear that um, it might affect them adversely because mm-hmm. you know traditional schooling uh, didn't do me personally any favors but again that's a colloquialism alhamdulillah I didn't really have any problems it might actually uh, whatever work you're doing it might actually affect them adversely see so what parents biggest thing about sending their child to school is socialization All right. that's where they want to go but the thing is so yes by them not going to school they're not getting that social environment sure so therefore, you could call that an inadverse effect. But then parents can work on socialization in other ways. So, for example, I mean, I know COVID is currently happening, but uh, they could do uh, they could do play dates with other kids if they have other children in their house. They could we've joined families in mm-hmm. in Pakistan, kind of encouraging them to work towards an activity together. See, when they go to school, what happens is that the teachers may not necessarily be trained as to how to integrate this child um, with with other typical children, and so. Therefore, the child is not really getting to learn about socialization because they're not being pushed in the right direction. So then I, th- I believe that then parents need to find other avenues out of a school setting to work on social skills. Otherwise, I wouldn't say there's any adverse effect by not sending them to school. All right. And yeah. Um, in the <coughs> landscape of Karachi, which is where we exist, right? Sure. Which is the, like in terms of, there's, there's a few great private schools um, very popular and everything which school do you think or 
if there's multiple that's great too which schools do you think have a good special needs department <laughs> well, 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 well. So, so there are schools that are so-called inclusive. Sure. Okay. So there's like the Learning Tree, mm-hmm. which is inclusive. Uh, there's a school called Cornerstones, which is sure. also inclusive. But, but can I be In- inclusive? Uh, yeah? Inclusive ka kya matlab hai? Inclusive ka hai, I would love to actually talk about. So, uh, it's used very loosely. Yeah. Okay. I don't yeah. think the meanings really understood properly. Sure. <clears throat> Inclusive means when you take a child who is perhaps a little different and you include them in a setting with other typical children. So what happens here is they say they're inclusive and they take a child with special needs and they bring them to school sure. and they include them. Okay. Great. All right. But actually, an ideal inclusive model works like this. You got a typical school. You've got, I've seen this in Dubai when I was working in Dubai. So you, then you have a typical school. Mm-hmm. And then on, within that school, you've got a section All whereby right. they do ABA therapy and they have kids coming one-on-one therapy. And then they take that kid, they send them into the typical side with the other kids during music time or play time or sports time. The stuff that the child will enjoy. Sure. So they get exposure with the other kids and in a setting that they enjoy. And then they kind of come back mm-hmm. to their one-on-one therapy. So mm-hmm. they've got, that's inclusion because you're developing what the child needs to be worked on. It's not about putting them in a typical setting, but really they're not even at the level that the other children are at. Sure. So yeah. I think this is a big misconception here whereby they say inclusive, and sure, they are inclusive, but really is it benefiting the child? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because they're not really, they don't really know how to include the child based on the child's ability. So yes, there are schools, and I think it's a great initiative, and I think it's it's important that Typical children also get to see children who are a bit different because, sure. I yeah. mean, yeah. growing up, when we would see a child who's different, we'd be like, you know, why are they like that? Mm-hmm. But I think it's important for awareness. But in reality, schools really need to see, is this child at a level to be included or not? Mm-hmm. Because if the child can't communicate and they're put in a school where they're all children talking, they could be bullied, mm-hmm. they could be ignored. They could. Sure. And then I have a parent who came to me and she said, the child just snatched the items from my daughter and... I and my daughter couldn't say anything, but in reality, she was upset. Wow. So, you, so again, she's in a typical setting and she's included, but surely she may have been she would have been upset, but she didn't say anything, so she no. just let the other child take it. Of course, and uh, she can't, yeah, she can't right. say it. Um, so again, uh, what sco- <coughs> there are s- inclusive schools. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Uh, but then there are mainstream. Mainstream schools. There are huh. special needs schools as yeah. well, um, that exist too. And so there are there are a variety of schools over here, but I think in terms of specifically focusing on autism, um, there is definitely a huge lack, uh, lack, a dearth, of, a lack yeah. of a dearth of it. Yeah. And, and, and would you be open to actually going to these schools and educating their teachers maybe? Absolutely. So yeah. I've done a lot of that. All so right, I've done wonderful. a lot of trainings. I've gone to Bayview High and then I've gone to other various schools as well. I've trained resource teachers sure. who are basically teachers who come with that child who's included in the school all right so they help that child whilst the pain teacher runs the class i've trained them and i have absolutely because see what happens is teachers who work let's say in a preschool they may have a child who actually does have autism and maybe the parents have not even picked up on it so mm-hmm. it's very important for teachers to know the signs of dyslexia autism ad adhd dyspraxia whatever the the issues may be and so I've done a bunch of talks in these schools and I think it's very important because then if the school feels there's an issue, they tell the parents and the parents can address it. Sure. So, yeah. uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think 
I think that there is awareness that is needed and mm-hmm. a lot more needed, but it's definitely growing and people are very receptive to learn more about oh, it. Alhamdulillah, yeah. Alhamdulillah. At, at, least they, at least they're open uh, to it. Yeah. Um, with that, uh, let's bring this to an end. It was wonderful having you, Isma. And Thank you for having me. Of course, yes. I, and, I, and, I, and I hope you'll come back, inshallah, uh, whenever inshallah. you feel like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, Isma Khan, Kazi Akbar. Oh wait, wait, no, no, no! You have to give your uh, all, all your, all your Facebook and Instagram now. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, my I have a Facebook page. It's, uh, it's called Isma I S M A Khan K H A N dash B C B A. I feel like I'm doing an advert. No, over you here. are, you are. <laughs> and then, uh, so that's my Facebook page, and I have an Instagram page which is Isma Khan B C B A, which you can follow. And the center name is I dot care, for which the website's going to be released soon. Inshallah. So just if you want to ever have questions or want to reach out, feel free to message. Might take a bit of time to reply, but you'll eventually always get the reply. Inshallah. And yeah, thank you. <laughs> wonderful. It's, it's been wonderful to <laughs> wonderful, meet you. Wonderful, wonderful. Amazing. Assalamu alaikum.